Girlfriends, episode number 171. Meet the man behind Girlfriends. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, I am talking with the first man to come on Girlfriends, my husband, Dan Bean. I cannot wait to share this fun conversation with you. Let's get started. Hey, Girlfriends, how are you? This is an historic show. Is that how you say that? And historic? I don't know. Anyway, it is. It's historic because this is our first male guest on the show appropriately. It's my husband, Dan, that people have been asking for a while to have Dan on the podcast. And going way back, honestly, it's probably been like a year and a half that he first agreed to come on the podcast and then came up with every excuse in the book to not come on. And then a few different times I tried again, tried again. He's been elusive as a guest, but I finally got him to sit down and record with me. And we had fun. We had a fun conversation. So last week I shared about uh, my principles for effective discipline, what I thought about um, discipline, and that was prompted by readers' questions. And um, so I shared that in anticipation of this week's show because I wanted to talk about parenting with Dan and get his perspective on those things. And so we did talk about that. We talked about other things. (laughs) We ended up talking about taking care of pregnant wives and differences between men and women and um, um, respect in marriage and a lot of other topics. So I really enjoyed our conversation. He's different from any other guest you've probably heard here on Girlfriends, but I'm so grateful that he took the time to do it. And I hope you're going to enjoy this conversation. It went on uh, pretty long, pretty long. <laughs> so it's a little bit longer than some of the other interviews I've had here. So I'm not going to do a whole lot of introduction here, but I just want to share our conversation with you. Your long wait is over. Here is Dan Bean on the Girlfriends Podcast. This is live. This is live. <laughs> right now, yeah, that's happening with this you and me. This is a full go. It's a full go. We're giving the audience this right here. This part? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This give and take. Yes. It's perfect. Not only am I here, this is the first behind the scenes of Girlfriends. That's right. Live. Outtakes. This is live, right? This is live, yeah. This, I don't... Okay. This is live. <laughs> it's definitely live. I'm not getting any applause. Oh, yeah. No, you won't Wait, hear cut, that. Cut. Okay. I don't... <laughs> cut. Okay. Okay. So, if you could just focus for a minute. Um, I can't even see the audience. Yeah, you're not supposed to. You just imagine them in your mind. Thousands of beautiful women. But... <laughs> so, it just saw a thousand Danielle's. Oh my gosh. All right, so no audience and no live feedback. Do you Um, have an applause button? Applause. Ah, for when I say great things. I'd I'd like to hear... I don't have an applause button. I could definitely get that put in later. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, just take my lead. How's that? Wait, we're already in this. I know, but I was going to get started. I was going to, like, introduce you. Uh, I'm going to get started. You're going to start? Okay. Airing of the grievances. Okay. So we're not, That's that, can, that can be at the end. You have to do the, uh, you have to do the hard I, part first. Yeah, I can't move on without it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Starting with a grade for girlfriends. Okay. D minus. D minus for girlfriends? Mm-hmm. Why are you grading it when you haven't ever even listened to it? I, my experience. I'm grading my experience so far. Oh, so far as a guest. <laughs> okay. I know what the red carpet oh, pregame did. experience should be like. How many podcasts have you like. been a guest on? Is it, that's, <laughs> I mean, generally, I don't do podcasts. Right. You know, this is, this is a favor. Anyway. Uh, I need to do the introduction, okay? Uh, I have to do the thing. Wait, aren't you supposed to say uh, a man who needs? Yes, no a man who needs no introduction today right, on the Girlfriends Podcast. For people who listen to the Girlfriends Podcast, you've heard about this guy. His name is Dan Bean. He happens to be my husband of 25 years, father of our eight children. And I talk about you. I do. So I'm really excited that you're here today. It's fun. And a little experiment on the podcast to have a male 
on the podcast because this is girlfriends. And it's usually just us girls with occasionally David sends in a, a voicemail comment. And you haven't even done that. So this is um, momentous, the fact that you're sitting here and you have your headset on and you are going to impart your masculine wisdom to the girlfriend's audience. I don't dabble. I don't dabble. <laughs> I'm in. So no voicemails. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Full on guests. Yeah. Well, this is not the Joe Rogan show. I don't know how many podcasts you've been on, <laughs> but uh, here on Girlfriends, we just have casual conversations for the most part. And that's what I'm hoping that we can do. Okay. okay. So we're going to talk about discipline because when I mentioned you might come on the Girlfriends podcast, this is what people on Facebook told me, I, that they okay, wanted to know about there discipline. normally would be a rundown of my... Ex- your accomplishments? My exploits. <laughs> your exploits. <laughs> okay. So Dan's exploits, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you detail those because I'm not sure... Which wait, ones? Wait, which we, ones to uh, include? Uh, uh, okay, so Dan's exploits go. I'm just not sure which exploits you want me to talk okay, about. Okay, whatever. I, got, no, I guess the eight kids. The eight kids are your biggest exploits, and for the, sure. And the great catch. And the great catch. <laughs> biggest exploit. Yes. <laughs> Why is that word exploits? Why that? Like, how is that related to exploited? Because if you start talking about me as one of your exploits, it sounds kind of gross. <laughs> That's what I like. I like that there's a slight connotation there. Yeah, there's something inappropriate. I don't know. Yeah, no. Okay, no more. (laughs) No more exploitation on today's show. I want us to talk about discipline, okay? Because when I mentioned this on Facebook, that's one of the major questions women had was they wanted us to talk about discipline. So to get us started. I can't. Let's start with something lighter. Oh, you want the questions first? Yeah. Okay. So. Listeners, Dan happens to know that I put a note on Instagram asking people for questions for when he comes on the podcast. And I only have six of them. There were a bunch that came in and some of them were repeats. So I kind of consolidated them. So we're going to ask some of these questions. So one of these questions um, that came in is one that I find a little bit dangerous. Wait, I'm going to go blind. The answer is yes. No, it's not a yes or no. The answer is always. Oh, no, it's not a, it's not a, no. Okay. The answer is brown. Brown. <laughs> I'm not sure that applies. All right. Are you ready? Okay. okay. This is the question. I find it a little bit dangerous. I'm a little bit nervous to ask it, but I'm going to just do it. Okay. Are you ready? What is something podcast listeners might not know about Danielle? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. What is the rating? What, I, no, the, okay. okay. This is this is rated G. Something they don't know. Mm-hmm. Danielle is fun. <laughs> she can be fun. She can be fun too. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's so sweet. Fun. Okay. Fun. Um, how about Danielle has gone to some rock and roll concerts <laughs> i've talked about the concerts you've talked about the rock and roll i think so do you like the rock and roll <laughs> no. okay do you have to go jerry seinfeld here okay so i don't know yeah okay that's yeah. a dud question i'm gonna edit that out that's a dud all right no the question dud response okay excellent response. on point all right all right number two are you ready what do you like most about marriage wow yeah um i know uh, I love children, <laughs> <laughs> and I love having a devoted wife, and I love the way those two things come together. Aw, that's sweet and true, right? I think we, like, make our own little tribe. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Big tribe. <laughs> Big, awesome tribe. Big, awesome tribe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's beautiful. Like one of the fruits of marriage is children. And Boom. It's almost like that was how God planned it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Here's a good one. What advice do you have for husbands with pregnant wives? Run. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Stop. Okay. No. That's, uh, that, uh, that's difficult to answer because... I don't think my experience is the typical experience. 
What was your experience with a pregnant wife, Dan Bean? (laughs) I mean, you remarkably were so low maintenance. (laughs) So, yeah, so consistently hardworking, low maintenance, on and on. Except for when I demanded that you grill me a steak every single day when I was pregnant with Danny, because <laughs> that was all I could eat. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but, I have my moments. Um, uh, I so a uh, man in that situation. Um, I think you need to you you need to be generous mm, for sure. You need to be generous, and you need to attend to. Your wife with uh, probably greater um, attention and detail, but especially understanding than you normally would because, you know, uh, there are hormones at work, I guess. And <laughs> Not so just on. hormones. <laughs> Exhaustion. I, I, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So. Okay. That's good. That's good advice, I think. And, you know, every woman's different, so. But I do also think that everybody, every, this is so controversial what I'm about to say. Okay, I can't wait to hear I, it. I live, I live in controversy. You do. Everybody, uh, I, I, I think to some extent, and, uh, and you to a lesser extent, obviously, but everybody is looking for crutches in life. Oh. And <laughs> this is controversial. <laughs> so I I I I do think that and I and I, I would take the th- same thing aimed at me like you screaming at me to get out of bed. Yeah. Uh, I would, this doesn't happen. <laughs> Listeners, I I'll go in there when I think it's time that he get up and I will just very gently Mention things that need to be done I'm and loading. that kind of thing. I am loading. I am loading for the day. <laughs> and and Or mention <laughs> that we're going to be late for something. Whatever. Or okay, just gently mention disagree. and then in his mind somehow that gets turned into screaming at him. Uh, we're going to have to edit this. No, we're not editing that out. <laughs> that is the truth. Okay. I, I, I do think like and, – and, um, and this is like – this is like going to Afghanistan – I mean, you have to be super careful with this, but I do think there's something to be said for not, um, how about this? Not encouraging helplessness. How about that? For sure. Yeah. No, I think that's good. And I think that's a good point to make because I think that is something that you do. Sometimes I hate it when you do it. Like if I'm sick and I'm complaining that I'm sick and you're like, uh, no, you're fine. And uh, <laughs> I hate that. Uh, but, you know, erring on that side, and I've seen you do it with our kids too in a way that's very helpful, like yeah. to kind of convey the message, sometimes explicitly, but sometimes not, just like explicit. No, okay. Wait, come on. This, this is rated G. <laughs> no, but sometimes explicitly saying, like, this, you're fine. That's not a big deal. You're fine. Um, because sometimes we just need that kind of reminder. But then sometimes, in just subtle ways, kind of giving people the message, like, fuck up it's fine you're you're fine oh, and yeah i think we i think i need that and i think i respond pretty well to that which is probably yeah. why like a champion <laughs> so so if i start complaining and then you give me that message and then i'm still complaining that's because i'm really sick okay Wait, that's a signal <laughs> that's a signal oh my gosh we're 45 years in and now you're telling oh, me 45 years wow oh that's a long time to be married know. i did not know. i it's I, I i do think so this is come up a couple of times now with reference to explicit and reference to whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, I think it's fitting to mention my policy, my family policy. My policy within the house extended to the marriage about bad language. Oh, you think that's appropriate? Well, okay. Yeah, because people might get the idea. That, that you're foul-mouthed. I mean, I don't want over yeah. a million people in no. this land. Okay, and I this. will speak to that so that it's genuine. That's what I mean. Okay, yeah. So Dan does not swear. He doesn't tolerate swearing. He doesn't tolerate – I won't even say these very mild bad words <laughs> that he doesn't tolerate in our kids, in himself, with me. 
um, or people talking in front of us. Dan is very clean like that. And um, I've always admired that about Dan, that he just has that standard of just, I mean, honestly, just talking about it being clean, like not talking um, with foul language. It's like, we've talked about this before with regard to our kids, with who they're listening to, who they're hanging out with and what kind of language they're exposed to. That it's like, if you're putting in garbage like garbage words, mm-hmm. garbage language, if that's going into your mind and your heart and your soul and you're taking that in and you just become accustomed to it, that's eventually going to come out. It becomes a part of you and yeah, it so forms I, who you are. And I think that's really important with a marriage relationship that uh, you have to have. I think it's important and I think it's respectful and I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a good thing to have um, that, to, to have... Uh, a line drawn um, that you don't cross because language is so important. So a lot, uh, there are all sorts of lines you, you draw in the relationships you have. And I think that uh, some would say like, Oh, well my spouse is the closest person to me in this world. And so I can just let it all, let it all go with my spouse. I reject that notion completely. I think that with your spouse, it's important to maintain um, certain boundaries out of respect. And and I do place a lot of emphasis on language, on words, the meaning of words. And if you're willing to say anything to your spouse, so you've reached the end. And I think that's a bad disrespectful place. I mean, if you've reached the end with language with your spouse, if you've been willing to say anything, but it's not even just stuff aimed at your spouse. It's generally any kind of conversation. I I just think there needs to be a respectful line drawn. And, And that's shows respect for that relationship and it shows appropriate boundaries. And I think it's essential. Yeah, I agree. And I love that about you. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you do love that about you me. You do. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know how we got on the language thing. But anyway, that wasn't even a question, but I think it's very interesting. Um, so talking about pregnant wives and caring for pregnant wives. Um, here's one that's interesting. Um, that says, share a weakness that you have where Danielle is strong and vice versa. How do you two complement one another? Now we're going to go deep into the marriage, unless you want to talk about something frivolous. So we complement each other in uh, so many ways, and we um, share values in all all of the important ways. Yeah. So that's what makes the marriage so great. Um, So um, what was it again? What? Share a weakness you have. This is this is like that interview question, right? And we like cut. I cut. work too hard. Cut. I cut. work too hard. <laughs> I love people too much. I'm okay. too forgiving. <laughs> okay, so share a weakness you have where Danielle is strong, and vice versa. So if you want to start with a strength, if that's more comfortable, no, 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 no. you want to, yeah. Okay, so here's something that I'm always that I'm always struggling with and that and that when I struggle with it I hold you up as like in my mind the um the archetype the archetype and that is I've always wanted to be an archetype there you go yeah. <laughs> so 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 you are so masterful you're you're the best I I've ever seen at getting the most out of every minute of your day you're the best productivity the best (laughs) efficiency efficiency so um so i struggle with that because i uh i like to load up in the morning (laughs) sleep in dear listeners translate load up load up in load up Uh and uh and be able to to focus on a couple, literally a couple of things <laughs> for the day. 
And I don't want to, I, I don't want to have to do some major gear shift or, or holy cow. I, I don't want to have to do four or five major shifts in the day. Mm-hmm. And, it, and you do it so simply. And, uh, that's my great weakness. Like, that's my great weakness. I, do you think I, that's like a male female thing? Because like you know, there's that book like, what is it? Men are men are like men's brains are like waffles and women's super brains smart. are spaghetti. So like, like super, <laughs> a male. So, we're more able to multitask. So yeah. Um, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I I think it's I think it's bold. I, I think do it's think partly temperament. You practice it. You practice it. Uh, you necessarily practice it as the primary caregiver to the kids. Yeah. Like you have to be able to shift gears, but you've always been able to do that so well. And, and, and I can't, and I know when there are days coming where it's like, Oh my goodness, I'm supposed to do this, this, and this. I really want to do this, this, and this. (laughs) You just come to my, and then I always say to myself, (laughs) She wouldn't even, this wouldn't even be a thing for you. But for me, it's like, and especially like if it involves a change of clothes, (laughs) it's like, forget forget it. I have to put on shoes. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, it's like, if I want to work, like if I want to work at the business. Right. So this, this is how it mainly arises. If I want to, if I need to work at the business. So, so I want to go in. And uh, do some construction. Mm-hmm. So Dan's business, for those who don't know, is an escape room. We're actually recording in the conference room of that business right now. So he's working on a new room. So it's some not, construction going on. It's not just an escape room. Oh, please tell us more. Well, I mean, it's the escape room. The escape room. Yes. Yeah. So, so, but later on, let's. Let's focus on some of my strengths. This is gonna, this is gonna, You're supposed to do that. It's part of this question. You're supposed to talk about one of your strengths where I'm right. weak. So this is going to play really weak Okay. to the ladies. So so I load up yeah. in the morning. Yeah. I know about that. And then I have to – and then I want to go and I want to and I want to do construction. And I'm not sure how long it's going to take, but but I'm thinking – I'm thinking like five hours. But I have a booking in – three hours okay and so i'm faced and meeting people who are coming to use the escape room that you are working on in a different area right right? so that disrupts you right but then but then i'm and then and then well so right that's that's enough for me to just be like forget it i'm so weak (laughs) (laughs) forget it i'm just gonna watch espn i hate espn oh nesson Uh, what do you watch? Uh, what is that? Sports Center. What's that on? No, I thought that was ESPN. I like Whitlock. Oh. No, okay. it's not ESPN. ESPN okay. is. Whatever it is, those guys. Should I? I guess I'm all. Okay. Anyway, you can get sidetracked easily. Or well, you can decide it's not worth it because you don't have that huge chunk of time. Yeah. You know what? And I that think, gear shift, it's the gear yeah. shift. I, 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 it's the gear shift. And then throw in the, the wrench that, uh, you might get a you might be there working and you might get a booking that's supposed to start in an hour right. or an hour and a half. I'm just like forget oh, it, man. I can't. I can't. So uh but then I'm thinking about you and I'm like, oh my goodness, she'd be like nothing. It, it, I don't even think you'd think of it. I don't even think <laughs> <laughs> I do sometimes think of it. Um I think that's kind of a learned skill, at least in some part, because Early on when we had a bunch of little kids and I was writing, this is something I know I learned because I used to have that same feeling like I can't work on that writing project because I do not have this great expanse of time to sit and focus on it. And just out of necessity because it just never was going to happen, I started using like 20 minutes when I had it. And See, 20 minutes to me, 20 minutes. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It doesn't. doesn't, Yeah. I mean theoretically if you look at a clock – Objectively, I can see, oh, yeah. 20 minutes does exist, mm-hmm. but yeah, to, to use 20 minutes, 
Well, there is some science behind what you're saying. I mean, science will say like that costs you energy to shift your focus from one thing to another. That's why multitasking, they say, doesn't really exist. You're single tasking a bunch of things in a row and it's actually not an efficient way to work. So perhaps there's some truth to what you're saying. That doesn't mean you can't use your five hours though. <laughs> Wait, what five hours? <laughs> when you have five hours no. to work on construction. I know. I just said I don't have five hours. Right, right. I want right. five. You want I've five. Got you, you've got three. Right. You can't use your three hours. One. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely you can use your three hours. This is not even – this is not something you would even consider. Yeah. I don't even think you can. So some of it is learned, but then some of it I think is a, a temperamental difference between male and female. Okay. And some of it is about perfection. Perfection. Well, applying yourself. Attention to detail. Oh. Oh, are we moving into my weaknesses now? <laughs> I think we just moved into my weaknesses. Yeah, so Okay, so, so yeah, let's talk about that. So uh you how old are you? <laughs> I'm forty six. So that's forty six years. Yeah. You've survived with in my estimation, and I think the ladies will back me up on this. No, go ahead and they, say it. They won't Just say it. the thing. So, um, you 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 somehow. I mean, you've threaded the needle. You've threaded the needle in life, getting all those good grades, being so successful, writing all that stuff that you've written so well, without. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to hear this. What have I not done, Dan? Well, uh, yeah, you let I let's put it this way: you don't get bogged down in the details. Yeah, which is amazing. I like. I, okay, yeah. Am am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. And that's something I talk about here on Girlfriends: is not this is this is for you. Not making Wait, for me. Yeah, I, listen. No, I'm not a star making guest. the I'm perfect not, no. the enemy of the good. Never oh. actually starting something because you won't have time to do it perfectly. I like that's that. that's a bad I like that. plan. Wait, why are we focusing on all my? <laughs> no, we're talking about my weakness right now. <laughs> Not getting bogged down in See, the details. That was that was the yeah. uh, what what do you call that the 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 marble under the cup thing you the the switching oh of the, yeah bait and switch yeah you just did that yeah you just turned your weakness into my weakness <laughs> that's because it's my best interview ever okay. Yeah. No. Okay. okay. So, right. I don't pay attention to details. Maybe you could think of an example that people might like to hear of a time when I didn't pay attention to details and the results were disastrous. <laughs> I can probably come up with one if you want me to. <laughs> I, it, that, that, that happens all, all the time. That happens infrequently, frequently. What does that mean? It happens um, on the regular. <laughs> Let's be honest. I don't, I don't, yeah. Maybe not always disastrous results, yeah. but something comes back to bite me. Let's say this. I consistently am struck by <laughs> your – I just I, – I wouldn't even try. I'd rather wrestle a lion than go through <laughs> life with your level we'll of – Well, see, so it's not – it's – you know, I think – with my level of attention to detail. Is that what you're about to say? Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but that's what enables me to focus on the most important thing, accomplish that, and let this other stuff kind of fall to yeah, the wayside. Yeah. See, it's the accomplish that part that consistently baffles me. <laughs> that I do accomplish things without getting all focused on the minutia of it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so like for example, how I don't even know in our house which light switches turn on which lights, right? right. I, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, no, no idea. That's... Like you'll like we'll be watching TV and you'll ask me to like turn on a light and I'll be like trying all the switches. That's like, like Chinese. Is this is this one? You and we've the, lived in this house for twenty years. It's, it's... Okay. <laughs> okay, and that's a perfect example because I cannot make myself learn that. I cannot. I just do not care. I cannot, it does not matter. I cannot not. Yeah, I, I cannot not. So, so that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, and and that is why does this work mm -hmm. so well? I mean, apart from my 
good looks. Why does right. this work? It's mostly so about well? the looks. And and uh, yeah, let's we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna put that down as you know opposites attract. As uh, I what is it? I fill in the gaps. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's true. And I think that's part of God's plan for marriage because I think even in the ways that we were different when we first got married, some of those I know have gotten perhaps more exaggerated because of the other person. Like I know I can let certain parts of myself, like with regard to parenting, which we're going to talk about eventually, we're going to get to the topic here. Um, I can let those things go because I know Dan has that covered in a way that's even better than I could possibly do that. Yeah, so I know let me not even try my job. Okay. To I think we're moving into the topic to cover it, cover the discipline. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is a perfect segue to the actual topic for this podcast, which is discipline. So parenting, we're getting into parenting. Okay. And I told you, uh, yeah, parenting, parenting yes, <laughs> those eight human beings we brought into the world, our job has been to parent them. So last week, in anticipation of having you come on, because I know the girlfriends wanted you to talk about discipline from a man's point of view, I shared last week my, this is going to make you laugh, my four <laughs> principles for effective discipline. Principle one, <laughs> where is Dan? <laughs> so let's talk about that. Principle two, let's wait well, until Dan. That's all very funny and good. Um, but And you're already doing what I was going to have you do is try to guess what my four principles were. So you think my first principle is wait till Dan comes home? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I mock that, but I don't actually... Well, my principles of effective discipline <laughs> might mirror your own because I might have learned them from you. How would I know? Well, you're supposed to guess. Okay. okay. These exist in your mind. Okay. Apart from action. So, Dan's, um, you have four? Do you have four <laughs> principles of effective discipline? Uh, Maybe that would be the best way if you could just come up with what might be on your list. You don't have to be, I, I, I didn't let you prepare for this show, so it's fine. You don't have to have a detailed learn now list of notes well but, i i kiddingly not so much mm-hmm. kiddingly always say principle one and you can tell the story of this but principle one is and, and principle one is break the child's spirit <laughs> sounds so terrible. it sounds so terrible but it's so true and and if 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 we were to get into a discussion about humanity and uh, and children mm-hmm. and and uh, and so on you can you, you can um you can uh, you can make the case for uh, when you understand vice so on and, and and the 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 nature of fallen man you can easily make the case that that uh that it's appropriate so break the child spirit so you have yeah the, so please explain what that means because it sounds terrible and there are people <laughs> like turning this off right now like i'm not going to listen to this guy tell me to break my child's spirit will not do it so you need to explain uh, okay, so the, the history of this little phrase <laughs> is that Dan and I were talking with another couple once um, pretty early on in our parenting. I think Eamon was just a little guy, and they were talking about their son who was his age. And we were talking about parenting. We were talking about discipline, and the other yeah, dad— we were just like walking into a restaurant. Right, and the other dad said to Dan, Well, well I don't want to break his spirit. Okay. <laughs> So and he was I said, hesitating to really? discipline. That's the first thing I want to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And this sounds terrible, but not when you understand what Dan means. So please explain what you mean about breaking your child's spirit. Well, you Does know, it mean you, you, crushing you, them as a human being and making them feel worthless? Because that's, <laughs> that's kind of what it sounds like. You are breaking their, um, their uh, inclination to – uh, for for let, let's put it this way for mischief, mm-hmm. right? Their um, their tendency toward um, 
you know, sort of mischief. I, I think that's the best way because I, I'm when it comes to this, I'm I'm talking about younger kids, right? And because they were probably like two or three. Yeah, maybe four. I mean, I don't I, know. yeah, I I I I wouldn't say this has really anything to do with a two-year-old or maybe even a three-year-old. I'm talking more about I'm talking more about the proclivities of a four, five, six-year-old. Mm-hmm. R- really, generally, I, I I suppose generally, but um, and um, and they they um. They will try to uh, um, push boundaries and um, have uh, an inclination to um, toward uh, mischief. I, I, I think that's the best way to say it. And you can either squash it or you can struggle against it or you can delight in it. <laughs> Definitely, definitely not recommending. <laughs> so, um, uh, and and I, I just think the w- one of the biggest issues, problems uh, with parenting is the parent who who uh, is afraid of uh, their child, essentially afraid of their child. They're af- and and particularly afraid that their child will come to. Uh, dislike them. Mm-hmm. I think so. Don't you think that's a modern day problem? Like, I don't think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Every, Parents didn't used to have all this anxiety. I think about. almost. I, this is just a, my sense. I think almost everything we're about to talk about maybe is um, these issues were not issues long ago. Now there were other issues. I I I think. Um, mm-hmm in the early 1900s or, or mid 1900s and, and before, but, um, yeah, no, I think we're kind of talking about, uh, false philosophies, failed experiments and so on, which have led to this, uh, approach in parenting and, and, um, not wanting to break their spirit, wanting to be their friend, wanting to be their friend. Um, being terrified of your child not liking you. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That's that's um your child is is going to love you and your child is going to love you even more when you steer your child toward virtue. When you s- steer your child toward virtue, you are allowing your child to love that much more. So, yeah, I just I think it's common error and it's folly. So <laughs> don't fall into it. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you're, you know, you're, uh, you, everything's ordained by God so that, um, uh, the, uh, mature adult, uh, ideally with wisdom, uh, is in charge of these young humans who are looking for guidance and help. Mm-hmm. And, that's why you're there. So do your job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's like a, that's, that's like a Patriots thing. Do your job. Oh, <laughs> that's a Patriot. I, I'm, I'm clueless about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hate, should I, yeah, I hate the yeah. Patriots. Okay. Hate the Patriots. And, <clears throat> and yeah. Okay. Don't try to turn this into a sports show. Cause it's not, <laughs> it's not going to be, it's not going to happen. Um, so that kind of lines up with my first principle that I shared last week, which was be clear. Okay, here's a little description. Set standards for your kids and expect them to meet them. Kids of all ages can know and understand standards of behavior. Give them the gift of clear communication about your standards and expectations. Yeah. So clarity is so important. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clarity is important and setting boundaries uh, is important and sticking to those boundaries is so important. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's my second one. Follow through. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so that's so a huge talk about one. follow through. 
So I'll share with you what I wrote last week when I was talking about my principles principles for effective discipline. Number two, follow through. This is so huge and where I am often tempted to fail. If you set a standard and a child fails to meet that standard, there must be consequences. The consequences should be clearly communicated and non-negotiable. So what do you think about that? Can you believe I actually wrote that? (laughs) (laughs) So I I think that one of the greatest uh, flaws shortcomings parents have is they're not willing to go the distance Mm -hmm. you have to be committed you have to go the distance and especially when kids get older and the problems get deeper more serious more um uh (laughs) Not that we've had any. Undesirable. (laughs) Uh, um, You have to be committed to it. You have to be committed to the process. So maybe that means, maybe that means walking into the room of your teenager and saying, I need to talk to you. Come with me. And you're about to talk about something that you do not want to be I'm breaking out in hives just hearing you say this. <laughs> I just did this. I know. And um, and it is so easy to look away, just mm-hmm. to look away. And so I say you have to be committed. And and for me, that's really what it is. That's how it that's how it plays out in my head. I say this is the right thing. I have to do this. And so I'm going to do this. And, and then I do it. (laughs) Yeah. I actually, I I, I have to interject and say that I just love that about you because it allows me to be weak. (laughs) Because I know you are so strong in that way. And there've been times where you've, you know, really enforced me being the one to have the conversation because it was appropriate. And, um, I just, I really appreciate your, your commitment to that principle as I mean, the rest of it's worthless if you're not following through. Yeah. You, um, I, it's essential that you be dedicated to that. And it's not just with teenagers, it's with little kids. And (laughs) sorry, I'm adjusting my microphone. (laughs) That was like Justin Bieber or something in the recording (laughs) studio. No, it was like, uh, what's her name? The, Britney Spears. No, t- oh, okay. she's the one famous with the head mic. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. However you like. Let me be Britney. <laughs> Poor Britney. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you have to be dedicated to that process, and by dedicated, I mean, I, I mean, for me, it's it's a hundred percent, and hmm. so. And so when you have little kids at mass and um, I, there's a whole – I have a whole – We'll do a whole separate show on kids at mass because oh, right. the Dan Bean philosophy of kids at mass is a good one. <laughs> yeah. So um, – but so, – so mass is one of those situations, but there are innumerable, innumerable ones in your life where uh, it's easy it's, – it's, it's so much easier to look away. And you have other things going on and you, you maybe you want to socialize and maybe you don't want to draw attention to yourself or on and on and on. But um, you have to be, in my mind, dedicated to the process and you have to be consistent. And, and this, is, <laughs> this is all part of – it's all part of the process. It, you know, the, the kid is keeping score. Even subconsciously, the kid's keeping score. I mean, that's a fact. So, so when when you convey to your child that eh, there are ways around this, and eh, maybe this time it's going to work, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, uh, uh, that's bad for you. And 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 that's of course, in the end, the most important thing is it's bad for him. So. You have to be willing to be consistent to to do the difficult thing when it's the last thing that you want to do, and 
Um, so you have to be willing to get dirty <laughs> in the process. <laughs> yeah. No, it does feel that way. It feels it feels terrible. It feels awful. But I just think it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing when you when you um, when when you just let it go. Like I can say with my great attention to detail, I try to never let it go. And but and that's part of um, that's part that and this is a whole other thing, but it's part of building and and, and the, for me when it comes to discipline and a whole bunch of other things, it's it's all about family culture and and family culture is 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 so important and family culture uh stays with them when they're when they've how do you ladies say left the nest <laughs> yes <laughs> so the family culture is all about formation it's all about um it's all about it's all it's all about uh developing habits and um f- just family culture is so important but but when you uh, when you when you let things go then you're conveying to your child that uh, eh, family culture isn't really the culture and eh, this is what we do sometimes especially when it's easy but uh, when it's not easy maybe we can do something else and mm-hmm. uh, for me that's the enemy of the that's that's the enemy of formation, and so I try to never let that happen. But that takes so much work. It's so much attention to detail. Um, yeah. But uh, it's worth pointing out that the attention to detail that I'm talking about, especially you know as it as it pertains to developing a family culture, uh, that's not just with discipline. That's with everything. So that's with. That's with uh, loving your child. That's with appreciating your child and appreciating, you know, beautiful moments within the family. And um, it uh, that that attention to detail should permeate everything. And 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 that's the whole other side of this. And that is, well, are you wor- are you worried about your child thinking you don't love them? Well, I'm not worried about that because there are, uh, as as part of the family culture and as part of me as a father, there are a hundred examples every day where I'm conveying in some terms to our children that I love them. Mm-hmm. And that's the foundation. And so that's such an important part of, of, uh, of discipline. I don't sweat it. I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I never sweat it. I don't think, I don't, I don't lose a second thinking that my kids are worried about where they stand with me because Mm -hmm. I convey that all the time. Yeah, you do. And people are going to think you were looking at my notes because that lines right up with one of the things I talked about last week, which was that it's personal. So this is what I wrote, and this is exactly what I think you're talking about. Discipline is most effective inside the context of a loving, respectful relationship. When we invest in our kids and make them feel known and loved, they will want to meet our standards and avoid disappointing us. Invest in healthy, loving relationships with your kids, and discipline will become less necessary and more effective when you do use it. Yeah, and the whole becoming thing, I mean, that again, that all happens within that culture, that family culture. And I can't say enough about that, but, um, yeah, I don't, the way I approach discipline will not work. Don't do it. (laughs) It will not work (laughs) if you are in any way incapable of conveying to your kids that, that you love them and, yeah, that you love them and and the love of God is in your home and and all of that. Don't yeah. don't try it. 
It's pros Don't on. try this at all. It's home. pros only. <laughs> I love that you're a pro. Um, okay, so you keep talking about family culture, and I know people are going to want to know a little bit more about that. And maybe that could be the last thing we talk about because we're coming up on time here. But I do want to touch on that Joe a little bit. Joe goes three hours. Yeah, I, this is not the Joe Rogan show. Settle I, in. <laughs> can you tell which podcast Dan listens to? Not Girlfriends. <laughs> Joe, Joe's a pro. So yeah, we're not going to go three hours, but we could have you back on because obviously there's more to say here. But I do want you to talk a little bit about what what would you say are some parts of our family culture that you, you try to instill inside of our, our home life and our family life from the beginning? Yeah. So one of the uh, most fundamental principles of the family culture, which I work hard at conveying and which the kids know early on and they know it well is that we respect each other and that particularly um, be their behavior with each other has to be uh, founded in kindness. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's um, and 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 I try to make sure that that they are very conscious of each other's feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For me, that's a thing, yeah. and 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 I think that's a thing that will serve them through life. Right? Of course, like you should be aware of how the people around you feel and um, how your actions um, influence that. And it's uh, sensitivity to that is is really important. So for me, that's that's a fundamental aspect of the family culture. And I do see it as something that extends beyond our family. And we have, thankfully, countless examples of uh, seeing that in right. our kids toward other kids. And so that's so important. Another uh, fundamentally important thing is respect for your parents. And... Um, or really any authority, right? Yeah. Yeah. I And again, that's... You know, it... It, it especially arises with respect to us, how they should respect us, but it's also conveyed to how they should respect other authority. And, um, and again, this is one of those things that, um, when that's part of your family culture, uh, that translates readily toward, um, translates readily to how they approach others in their lives when they're older and, and so on. But um, they need to know, and, th- and they do know, and and it's a commandment, and, and uh, <laughs> that they they need to have a respect for us. Right. That's a foundational thing. And, uh, yeah. Okay, good. So any other thoughts on family culture? Well, just I, I can't say enough things about the family culture, and I can't say enough about – how important it is because we all um, – so what the family culture does for you is it instructs when you're not there to instruct, right? So the family culture is all about – it's all about formation and the family culture is predicated on consistency on the part of the parents. That's that's fundamental to this and – I, with the family culture, a lot of a lot of times I think about like how we instruct our kids to that their lives should be that that God should never be far from their thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. And and you you want to get to the point where you're living your life as a prayer. So something happens and you think about God. Um, I mean, you think about that. You know, so something something good happens, you think, what a blessing. You think about God. Something bad happens and you you go to God for help with it or to God to help 
someone else. Mm-hmm. Whatever, on, on and on. So, so you want God to never be far from their thoughts, and um, and the the lessons of the family, the virtue taught and r- repeatedly practiced in the family, is is something that. So it's the formation, and it you want it to be something that's always there for them, and it's um, there's nothing wrong with your knee jerk reaction being virtue, right? That's mm-hmm. that's what you want, and um, so the family culture, if if you develop that, then when when your children are away from you in a difficult situation. And part of the family culture is that they steer clear of difficult situations, but and that's important. But but everyone finds uh, himself in a difficult situation, and the family culture uh, informs them of how to respond. And we're not there, but we kind of are there, mm-hmm. and um, so. It's it's so important, but again, consistency is so, is so fundamental to it. And but lessons, you know, real concrete lessons in in virtue are are um, are are also so important to it. Oh, that's good. That's good summary. I think of what the whole point of having a family culture is in the first place, right? So that you're forming these human beings, and they're taking that with them when they're going out into the world. <laughs> I want to end with one of these questions because I think this is a funny question and um, maybe it's going to get to the heart of what we've been talking about with regard to the differences between men and women, the differences in our parenting approach, and even just differences between you and me. Um, So this one person sent me this question for you on Instagram, and this is what she said. Why can't men read women better? It's pretty obvious what we want. Yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I wanted to know your reaction, your thought to that. My thought is we are there to give you what you need. Oh. Not what you want. Oh. Is that? No, that's probably true. <laughs> Unfortunately. Sometimes that's difficult. Yeah, sometimes that is a difficult thing. <laughs> <laughs> but what if I need what I want? Like like, like what? I don't know, like. Brownie, a brownie. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no, I believe in that. We, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we need to concede. Um, maybe it's not a concession. Maybe it's two stakes instead of one. Oh. Okay, I like that. That's good. That's good. All right. Any other things you want to be sure to tell the girlfriends while you're on? This is your great opportunity to out me on something, or share from a male perspective because it's been very very female centric around here for a long time. Um, I think I've been recording this podcast for like three years, which is kind of insane, but it's true over three years. It was three years in January. I know. It's like, I don't even have a family. (laughs) You have noticed the strengthening of the culture in the last three years. With my absence (laughs) while I'm hiding out in the car, recording the girlfriend's podcast. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, anything uh, else? Closing thoughts? Just want to thank the ladies and thank you, Detroit. <laughs> Wait, why Detroit? Wait, where are we? Are we in Detroit? No, we're in New Hampshire. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. whatever. Okay. Uh, well, thanks for doing this, Dan. I this has been my favorite interview. You're my favorite interviewee. This has been fun, and I'm glad you're willing to do it. Thank you for all the ways you support me. Because people that are listening to the podcast and hear just me week after week don't know that you're a part of it behind the scenes. Not hands-on, uh, not like today. Integral? Integral part <laughs> of girlfriends. Well, and that you support me in everything that I do and that you're my toughest critic but also my biggest champion. Whoa. <laughs> so thanks for coming on. I love you so much. I love you. So there you have it. Momentous. I did not lie. <laughs> I love my husband so much, and I'm so grateful that he agreed to come on the show here today. 
And I am hoping that he's going to agree to come back on the show. So if you have a topic you'd like for us to take up together as a couple or a topic that you particularly would like a male perspective on, send me your questions. You can send them in a voicemail that you email to me at danielle at daniellebean.com or just send me a regular email, danielle at daniellebean.com. Comment on the show notes at ascensionpress.com where the show notes are always published for every episode of the Girlfriends Podcast or connect with me on social media. Most of the questions I had here today came to me through Instagram. So if you're on Instagram, you follow me there. I'm Danielle Bean on Instagram and on Facebook. You can connect there. Let me know what your questions are. Let me know what other topics you'd like to see us take up here. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of today's show. Thank you for being a part of the listening audience. Thank you for being a part of the Girlfriends community. It means so much to me that you are a part of all that we do and share here on Girlfriends. Thanks for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 